This is Debbie Diaz reporting live, introducing our new weekly series called Inside the JJ, the jail journeys of those currently incarcerated awaiting justice. In this series, I'll be phone interviewing those awaiting judgments to determine their freedom and allowing their voices to be heard for their loved ones and friends to know their side of their jail journey. If you or someone you know is actively incarcerated and wants their jail journey to be heard, send us a DM or email us at Live at gmail.com with the subject line, Inside the JJ. And now the jail journey begins. This week, inside the JJ, we have another guest that has amazing stories and I have amazing questions to ask in regards to their experience of being incarcerated within the system. And just to let you know, I'm not an attorney, I'm not any legal representation, or I cannot give any advice out on those cases. But this is a story of a gentleman that actually did some unique things that occurred inside and I just have some questions and I'm pretty sure a lot of people would want to know about this as well I mean you want to know more about the incarcerated world if you haven't ever experienced it you know because a lot of people are curious it's trending a lot of people are discussed opening up about it and it's more of a topic that people are are more comfortable discussing their experiences than having to feel shame for it I myself have been incarcerated many times and I was ashamed and you know kept it very private even though my mug mug shots don't lie you know you could look that I mean I think it's just in Florida but I mean I'm comfortable talking about it now because it's not something that I am ashamed of I'm built from every mistake I've made and so therefore you know if I didn't go through certain experiences in life I probably wouldn't be the person I am today or where I where I am so that's how I look at things and I'm pretty sure that's how the others you know that have been unfortunately incarcerated as well you know feel the same way so in this episode it is going to be very a little bit graphic i would say due to the questions i'm going to ask but it is something you probably never thought of that occurs or maybe you have and you and you're curious about it so i want to bring it to the table and ask a few questions and we'll continue from there Hola, ¿cómo estás? DDRL Podcast. We got some Mexicano up in here. I don't know which band this is, but I heard it's popular. Let me, let me just, we'll come back to the, is it mariachi? No. It's a, wait, Los Plebes del Rancho de Erio Camacho. Camacho. Camacho? Del Negociante. My, how's my, how's my Espanol? Okay, so today, welcome, welcome to the DDRL podcast. WD is reporting live. Featuring no vaginas with a Z tonight. Thank God, need a little birdie there. Just, vaginas are a lot of work, I'm telling you. 
So I just want, I don't know, I'm just in this weird clusterfuck mode today. I had a lot going on and it was just, my mind is ADHD to the extreme, going all over the place. But I definitely had a productive day. I'm starting to be more on on a weird sleep schedule that involves second shift and third shift and uh, wake up at dinner time. So, I mean, I don't know how long that little program is going to work out, but we'll find out for sure. And um, we're going to continue this. I don't know. I just have my bra strap. I'm not not even wearing a bra. It's like a Victoria's Secret, like a little halter top thing because I don't like to wear, I like to wear sports bra push-up things because I don't like all that, like, like, I don't know. I'm just weird. I'm just weird. And, um, so, (laughs) distracted. I'm going to go back to the Mexican music, even though, you know, it does, I try to adjust the Mexican music because it's totally different than, you know, my usual Ozuna, you know, my PR music. It's, It's totally different, two different worlds. I finally figured that out as a white girl, you know, so. I pride myself on those things, but today, today's episode is a very unique one on the inside the JJ, and not only do we, if this is the first time you're tuning into the inside the JJ, it's a new series that I'm doing that involves the incarcerated that feel like they don't belong in there. They've been wrongfully incarcerated, they've been wrongfully injusticed, and they need help. They need to get the fuck out of there, and they need some private, you know, representation that can really hear their case and really solidly go through with, you know, getting them the right thing they need. So, um, in saying that, we also have a a SWAT team of, (laughs) SWAT team, a SWAT team of partners uh, lined up that will also hear the shows of attorneys, the criminal criminal attorneys, you know, domestic violence attorneys, you know, divorce, you know, the whole nine yards is are going to be listening to these interviews and they're going to decide if they can help or if they can refer out to another person that may be able to help that person. But either way, the goal is here to get their story heard and also to see if we can do anything to bring awareness to the incarcerated that have you know, that are seeking justice. And not only does that include, but not limited to the ones that are actively incarcerated, but it also is for those that are out on bond, you know, and they're awaiting trial, they're awaiting more hearings from the judge to determine, you know, the faith, their their faith, honestly. And so I have had a few guests on already that are in that situation. One of them that was on the show already got rearrested again when he was out on bond. I'll give you the updates of that one uh, as soon as I find out. But today's guest is a different story. It's a different situation in the Inside the JJ series where I am bringing on somebody that I know personally. And he's been on the show before to talk about things of his prison experience and which is trending all over it used to be a shameful thing you know to hide away that you've been arrested or you've been you know in prison or or anything of that nature it was shame shame menace to society but in reality we all have decided fuck what everybody thinks and let me tell my story because it may help someone else out there it may give some you know way of a different path that they weren't thinking or it may help prevent somebody from having to go through the hell that you know a lot of us have gone through in the in the judicial system so it is not a world that any of us recommend but you know we are here to let you know our experiences and we have the freedom of speech to do that 
I am not an attorney and I do not represent an attorney. I am not any, you know, legal advisor at all in any of these series. I'm just a civilian that also can relate to the this topic of the jail journeys. So without further ado, I'm just going to go right in and introduce my guest today. It is Mr. Esteban Santana. Inlet. And of course, oh my gosh, buttons are crazy. Hold on, I can totally hear my a mile away. Can you um, can you check your mic here? No, you're not doing. This is the like 14th time I have had to have microphone training with you. Can we try it again? Can you introduce your name? Hi, please welcome my guest today, Sivan Santana. I can't hear you. I hear, I can hear you. There we go. I mean, like, is there some somebody out there that does training for guests Mm -hmm. on the microphone? Because I obviously suck at it, literally. Stop it. (laughs) So here's why this. Um, I had a, I had a, I was a little nervous. I believe, believe it or not, on this doing this episode. I wasn't talking there. Don't be nervous. (laughs) I wasn't nervous because of doing a show ever. I was nervous because of how we're going to take this show. Because I'm bringing out some personal information into the interview process that involves myself. And it involves Mr. Santana as well. And we had a little brief brief chat about it before we did this. And I was like, and he's like, are you just going to go out there and just tell it all and be real and raw? Like I am like balls to the walls. I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're right. I, I was going to go at this this interview at a different angle, but fuck it. I'm going to, you know, stick with what I say, real, raw, rare, and I'm going to do this. We're going to do it in this bitch, right? Yes, yeah. Whoa, wait. Oh. <laughs> These puns, I swear to goodness. So there's some questions. Um, Mr. Santana has done um, some prison time. And some jail time, you know, in, in our past. And just like I have many times, I have never done prison. You know, no, a year and a day has never been, you know, sentenced out to me by a judge. But I have, that means, you know, you're going to prison if you have are sentenced a year in the day or, or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. How's that go? Yeah, over a year and a day, you go up to Right. So I've been close to it, though, fighting charges. And I don't need to, I mean, I can relate to a lot of these stories because, even though jail is a little bit, I would say, I don't know why they say it's it's not as rough as prison. But, I mean. Uh, no, but no, I, I don't, no, guys, like, like, the girls and boys that have been on the road and they say that dumb shit, I just be thinking, like, these motherfuckers like that shit. No, uh, I think jail's how, worse. How are you going to, how are you going to decide that jail or prison Prison is a lot better than jail. Because I didn't have any television. Listen, I didn't have any th- radios. no place like home, baby. No, I'm just saying in comparison no between the two, home. I thought jail was hell. Like, I mean, Listen. maybe it was the county I was in because I was in Marion County at the time and I'd never even been to that fucking shithole. And I was in there for seven and a half, eight months, you know, fighting charges. And it was fucking pure hell. Well, like, Debbie, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I hear, um. Debbie, that's why I'm trying to tell you that there's no place like home. 
What do you mean? Like, I, obviously, I know. Don't not go to jail at all. Not go, yeah, I know that, but I'm just saying, in comparison between the two, you know, I'm. I don't know. I would rather choose prison, honestly, if I had to. I mean, from the experience that I personally went through, it was not luxury at all. I mean, like, talk prison, about prison's not like prison's nowhere near like the county jail. You gotta understand that it prison, depends on the county right? that you're in too. No, because they sent when you go to prison, it doesn't matter where you're from. They all they sent you to two reception centers here in Orlando. Yeah, and but in Marion, listen to me. If, even from if you're from Marion County, I'm not from Marion County. Okay, if you were there, you committed a crime. They sent you to prison. You can end up in the same prison where I'm gonna end up from, and I'm from here from Tampa. Yeah, I'd rather do know, that. You don't know what prison you're gonna land to. Well, I I know, but I'm just talking about the jail over there is like, I mean, I think every county is different with their, with their, how they treat and how they do, you know, their cult, their procedures, because I mean, everything over in Marin County was like farm, your food, every, nothing was imported. It was all farm raised by inmates, you know, that did the farms and stuff and everything came from the farm and we had so many fucking oranges. I wanted to give up on eating oranges. I mean... And then not only that, we had no phones that we could call outside of Marion County's area code. Everything was long distance. I did not know. I was with the vaginas and I was trying to like play my chess card right so that I didn't become someone's bitch. Why? I'm not Lisbonic and I wasn't going to turn one either in there. No, I said a phone, babe, a phone. Okay, well, I didn't know, really know what was the program because I'd never been sentenced, you know, to this amount of time. So when I was in there, though, the I hear stories, you know, of other jails and their, and their you know, luxuries. They were given radios, iPads, tablets, you know, cell phone access. I mean, meeting, you know, their visitors in person and stuff. There was none of that in Marion County. I mean, like, there was none of that. There was n- The only thing you had to do was go read a Bible with some Jesus people. That was the only type of television. There was no television, no radio, no tablets, no even fucking pencils. You had to get them on commissary. And so, I mean, like, it was hell. It was, you were cut off from the world. No newspapers, no magazines. I mean, the only thing that was exciting was somehow, some way, the book Fifty Shades of Grey came in on the cart one day, and I grabbed that bitch, and I thought I was having, like, a sexual fantasy. Like, I actually had, I mean, if I could jerk off by myself, you know, with, like, without stage fright of, like, others watching me, I would. But then the bunk bed I was on would have been, you know, like, you could see someone jerk it off, you know, when you're in a barn, barn barn-sized room with... 80,000 bunk beds of metal. You can see whose beds are rocking. Don't come and knock it. <laughs> and we're only like three feet away from each other in these bunk beds. You know, so I didn't even bother with it, but I thought about it. <laughs> I mean, it was the only, it was the only like vision I got to have of like some sexual fantasy while I was in there. Besides, I'm not going to get turned on looking at all those badges in there. I mean, it just, I'm just strictly tickly. I had to say that so many times when I was in there. Strictly tickly. All right. So, Back to back to the topic. Okay, back to the topic, and you have to, you know, those. I don't know how many times I have to say this again. The microphone hears you when you are on it like this. Yes, ma'am. I, I mean, you. I got it. No, you don't. You said that already. I got it. You need to take it off of its stand and I hold got it. it. So, I want to thank you again for coming back on the show, and I want to the first your first episode was you know the 
prison sentence that you had of 18 months and we discussed a little a couple situations that occurred in in those in that time frame and I would like to you know go on a little bit more of your journey jail journey your prison journey on that so the question that I have for you Mr. Santana today is something that was brought up to my attention because of a certain item on your body and the certain item on your body is known by me because we are a dysfunctionally non-titled, titled, on and off relationship, relations, intimate people. So I am, I mean, I, I gotta give you five high five. I mean, the boom boom is, is really good. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, props prop, prop to you. I mean, it's rare the to what? find a guy that is like really, really good at what he does in the bedroom. And, you know, I can't complain what you do. So never have, never. No, just and it's been, you know, um, I, I think over two, almost two years, two years. And it's, I mean, I would say it's still going strong in my book. But, there's more to the story, people, okay? I, this is why I needed to smoke weed before we started this episode because I was like, I need to chill out a little bit. I'm not even a pothead either. But, like, I was like, something needs to give me a little bit of a, Gabby, are we going to go this route? Or are we going to talk about this in a different way? But I was like, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's be real, raw, and rare. So, first off, when I first met uh, Mr. Santana, I was not interested in him at all. I just, you know, I just was into him as a friend. And, you know, I, I mean, even... If that I was, you know, it was a quick introduce introduction at his house, and and then boom, we left. So then he started got my number, and then started stalking me, you know, nonstop, inviting me to come over all the time. And it was to a point where I was annoyed. I was like, I was telling this girl, I was like, will you tell your 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 brother over here to stop blowing my shit up because like he, that's that's exactly what happened. I called you twice. No, he I did. I called you twice. Baby. You didn't even call me. You text me. Well, you text me a million times. It was like to a point where. It, I don't know. I don't know what happened. You know what happened? So I think like a month went by or two months went by. And, you know, he was still staying consistent, you know, on chasing the tail. I give, I give him credit. And then he all of a sudden, what was it? Wait. No, it was all of a sudden I got in a fight with one of the, the vagina that introduced us. And I needed to, it was her fault. I needed to vent and it was Valentine's Day. It happened to be Valentine's Day. And I called, I texted him and he was like, Will you just stop texting me and call me and tell me what's going on? So I said, Fuck it. I called him and I had a little bit of champagne in my system. Yeah, a little bit of a buzz. Sure, and sure. Um, he's like, Why don't I just come over there and you could tell me in person? And I was like, You know what? All right, come on over as a friend, have a couple cocktails with me and let me just vent and, you know, shoot the shit with you. So. <laughs> So he comes over and, you know, we had a great night of talking for hours and hours and hours back and forth. And then, um, uh, and then, uh, the rest is history at that moment. <laughs> I mean, I think I wanted, I was like a returning customer, but let me, let me explain something to you too. His Esteban's look, okay, is, um, He's he's Mexican and he is I would say how tall are you? What's that? Five ten. Okay, he's five ten, and he's got a good build of him. He's got really good skin. You know, he's like I mean I can give him a compliment. So, but what do you? And um, sorry, it's constant like motion in here. So he you know he's got a good 
good package going on and literally. And so <laughs> we, um, I just got distracted from what you're dicking around with that. It just totally made me lose my train of thought. Like, can you stop fidgeting with everything? Like every time you move your hands with fidgeting stuff over there, I get distracted and lose my train of thought. I don't even know. I flatlined. I don't even know what I was, what topic I was at. No, I was not talking about your dick. I was talking about something else right now. In the... Oh, my God. Okay. Wherever I was at, I'm just going to start the fuck over. So, we were... I don't even know. I don't even know where I was talking. When I came over. No, fast forward after that. Oh, so when he... um, Let me explain to you his look, okay? He is... I've known all this going forward, too. He has been to prison a few times. One time, couple, jail a few times, jail a few times, and he in and out of jail has a million kids that you know he's a good father and everything. It's it's a lot of drama in the baby mama sometimes, and then you know I knew all this going in, and then also he is you know gang member and ex gang member, and he's got the tattoos and the prison tattoos, the area codes, you know, all of that, you know, on teardrops and, and you know on the head. And he has his hair totally shaved off. So, you know, sometimes, and he admits this, when you see someone of his nature in public or anything like that, it's he gives off this scary vibe. You do give off a serial killer look. You just have this angry look on you sometimes, like a resting Karen thing. But, like, it's cute, though. But you, you look intimidating. Well, I don't mean to. I mean, that's the way I look. I can't, can't really change it. I mean, my dad is the same way. My grandpa is like we had a mean, bad face, but in reality, I'm just happy as can be just doing what I do. Well, okay, so he doesn't realize, he didn't realize until, you know, I brought to his attention, like, yo, listen, can you at least, you know, maybe grow the hair out for once and look a little less scary to, children are afraid to walk up to you. I mean, like, uh, grandmas in Walmart would turn their carts away from you because they they think you're, like, going to come down and just rob, their, rob their purse and just put a gun up. I mean, you have that, like, thug, gangster yeah, look to you. And you were right when you... You're, you're right whenever you brought it up to my attention because after I let my hair grow out, I, it seems like more people have come up to me, like, literally talked to me. Like, I actually had a fucking news, the mail lady get out of a cart and tell me to put the mail in the mailbox and she would never even talk to me or look my way when I had my hair shaved off, but I mean... See, this is one time where I was shocked that you listened to me. I was like, what are you going to look? And I did it kind of psychologically re- reverse. I was like, can you, what's you, what do you look like with hair? You know, because every time you go get a haircut, I would bitch. I would be like, oh my gosh, can you stop doing the serial killer look? Because you were just shaving that hair up. And he was like, it grows back fast. Know, I, I've been doing that since I was like 13 years old. I've been with a bald head. Well, with a bald head. He has brought in, the hair has come in, and I must say, you have beautiful hair. You have, like, this perfect, thick no. hair that, you know, Very you should, bad. like, chop off and sell for locks, of, give it this locks of love, or, you know. that. No, it's crazy, because a lot of my friends that I um, went to school with and stuff, they, they're, like, halfway bald, or they're, like, you can tell that they really need it, and I just be laughing at them. Right, right. So, so they would always make fun of me and shit growing up, so now I get, it turns right back at them now. Exactly. So, um, you do have some, you know, some good. You did go. So, as he was growing it, right? He did go through the. You did go through this monkey look. You know, you did go through the fuzzy George the Jungle. Is it George the Jungle that monkey that bounced around in the 
the books back in the eighties. What? <laughs> it's just it was cute it was just a phase you went through but now the hair has grown out and you even my own son today um connor's his birthday is 18 today he saw uh mr santana come over and he was like he, you know he said hey what's up man and then he, he came in the kitchen to me he's like is that is that santana and i was like yeah that's him he goes he looks different he he looks uh like nicer he goes yeah, did he, is he grown his? Did he grow his hair out? <laughs> I mean, the hair just like totally can make you less intimidating, and I think you kind of like it for once. It's kind of a break, yeah. a little bit, you know, than having. Yeah, than having the short hair and always have to look, look, look for, um behind me stuff because, but it's really just the people just looking at my tattoos. But just really thing nice is that you always gotta watch your back. So what do you mean by not good? It's not good. Living that life, it's not, nothing good came out of it. So speaking so, of... For all the little young guys that think they're going to be claiming this and claiming that, trust me, buddy, you're not ready for it. So there's so many topics that I want to talk to you about. You know, I have questions about your experience and in being incarcerated and you know, prison time and all that stuff. But the one thing I want to talk, to, talk, and this is why I needed to smoke weed, is because it is a very personal topic that I'm going to be asking you and bringing up, and it affects both of us. But you know what? Let's put it out there, because maybe a lot of people have some questions about it, and a lot of people always do. So um, our first time being intimate, I must say this, like, a couple Valentine's Days <laughs> years ago, um... I noticed something different right off the bat, and I am totally putting my personal shit out here. Okay, so I noticed something different, and during our you know session, that made me feel like there was something wrong downstairs on him, and I wasn't sure what it was, but as soon as I realized that there was something didn't feel right, I instantly was like, fuck, here I go. I mean, we were, you know condom up and everything and I still was like this dude gave me an STD like this dude has some sort of giant wart or something on this thing and didn't tell me about it didn't I mean I mean this is so personal but like it literally put I just laid there for a second and I was like he's like what's wrong I'm like do I have an STD like did you just infect me with something on your penis like dude I just tell me now Let's just get this discussed and over with right the fuck now. And I was like, what <laughs> the fuck is on your dick? And he's laughing and I'm like, bitch, this, uh, this ain't fucking funny. I mean, like what part of, you know, I'm not sure where this is going with funniness. And what happened after that? That's what I told you. Actually, my best friend. My best friend got it done first. Then uh, it's called a pearl. They, they oh. cut your skin, your foreskin. No, 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 no. Let's not even go there yet. Hold on. Okay. So he tells me, he tells me, oh, um, he's laughing. He's like, it's just the pearl. And I was, I had no idea what a pearl was. Okay, I was like a Prince Edward, you know, like or the. Ah, just you know, more class here. More class. Um, some things are best best less. Wait, 
Some things in life are best left unsaid than to open one's mouth and remove all doubt. Let's just keep that in mind. So, so I asked him a little bit more details about like what this is down there, what's going on. And he tells me it's something that he, a pearl that he implanted when he got, he got it in prison. And I was just, this was a lot to take on. Okay, first I'm thinking I'm, I'm having an STD issue insta- instantly. I have, you know, genital giant cauliflower size wart coming, coming my way soon. I mean, I don't even know. I'm like, my brain is just mush. So I was like, can you please explain to me um, exactly what you just, can you repeat that? You're telling me that what's on your dick is from prison and you did it yourself and it's called a pearl. He's like, yeah, here's what happened. And I just, <laughs> do you ever have those moments where your brain is just like fuzzy and it's not really comprehending what's going on? You need just a few minutes to get on your motherfucking iPad and Google some shit. Yeah, that's um, the moment I had because I was still in shock about... I mean, it was just a shocking fuck. And it was good sex. And then it led to, like, a good fucking, like, heart attack about, you know, my my vagina could be shut down for the rest of my life. So (laughs) I get up and, you know, know, we get all cleaned up and we sit down and we have a little talk. And I was like, I need this. Let me see this. Can I see it? I felt it. But let me see this with my own eyes, okay? Let me see this with my own eyes. No joke, there is a item that looks like a <laughs> a marble put in on his penis under the skin, and he performed it himself. Okay. They ban- I think they, they banned it. They banned it from the state of Florida. Banned it. I mean, like, yeah, when was it that. ever approved? They were doing it. They were doing it at the tattoo impressions um, um, parlors, but I guess they banned it in the state of Florida. Okay, so let's. I mean, let's get into a few things here about this. You know, where there's so much going on in this topic. Um, so first off, the whole reason in my eyes and in most of a lot of people's eyes to get a pearl. Oh, wait, hold on. I just hit the wrong button. No, 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 no. Hold on. Wait, you give your perspective here in a minute. This, I'm giving my my white girl perspective here. This, um, it started started somewhere else, though, actually, than what you think. I did a little research on this, believe it or not. The Puerto Rican guy showed it to me. I mean, that's who who introduced it to us, was this Puerto Rican guy. He's the one that showed it. Actually, the historical... Um, history of the pearl in prison. The Yakazua of Japan, an organized crime you know, group, is the most well-known for quote-unquote pearling. Each pearl supposedly symbolizes each year that was spent in prison. Interestingly, pearling has become more commonplace in the United States, especially in the U.S. prison sentence. So, why do guys want to get pearls in prison? So <laughs> there are, okay, there's these implants, which include a plastic bead, small pearls, or marbles, or sometimes even, you know, curved, or what's it, shaved or Domino, ra- rounded dominoes yeah, used on non-hygienical places are used in the belief that they may enhance sexual pleasure, pleasure during intercourse. So, in saying that, um, the 
<laughs> I was gonna say something else. Do the do the Cheeto Mans also get pearls while they're in there? <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. So, oh wait, there's another one. I'm not even gonna go down that other one that I just saw right there. So, as far as getting the pearling, were you a man whore? Like, why did you want to get this done? It's according to what I've researched. Getting the pearl done, especially in prison, a is totally not hygienical. It's infection. No it screams infection. Oh yes, it does. But the reason why most of them do it in prison, do it like right a couple months before you're about to get out, is because you don't have sexual relations and it doesn't. It won't get infected. And if you try to do it now, the first one I did, well, I was, I was. In, I wait, wait, wait. You didn't answer my question though. Were you? A man whore. So you man wanted whore. to get I was this. And, and yes, I did have a couple of night one stands. Just, I did have a couple of night one stands just like everybody else would. I mean, yeah. Couple. So, okay, so while you're in prison, you were thinking about your dick and, you know, and your no, no, man whoreness, and you no, needed. Listen, we're, we're all men. We're all playing um, cards one day. We're just at the gambling table. I don't know where my homeboy Chewy came up with it, and he said, "Hey, um, now Stephen wants one of those pearls." And he told this other, this other Mexicano named Arturo. This, I mean, this other um, Puerto Rican. So the Puerto Rican guy's like, "Well, right now, whenever we get done playing cards, I'll show them to you." He's like, "Give me twenty bucks, I'll do it for you." So I was like, "But why would you want to do that? What? What? Tell me the truth. What went through your head?" Like, but, but the thing was is that when you do it in jail too, you don't you don't get a boner as much as you're out here in the free world because I hear you don't change that. So you wanted to put that in while you were in in prison or jail, so that you I mean you could go get prepare your dick for banging more bitches when you get out. Like, like, if you say that's what you want to call it, you, say, yes, okay, you and you only thought about doing this in prison. You you were no, a man. No, no, listen, 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 the, the first time my friend my my friend Leroy. Um, got it done, and then he told me like he's from Homestead, Florida. He came over here to visit us over here in Riverview. I live in Riverview, Florida. So um, he came down and he told me about it, and I said, "Let's go." I want you to take me to that shop, and he's like, "Man, it's halfway, like um, okay, not, not too far away from my house." So we went to it. We tried to go to the same type. Was he a man whore too? Yes, I guess he was. Okay, we're so all you... single. We're all single guys. We're like in our twenties. We're all single guys. We're in our twenties. We all used to go out, party, meet girls, and you got this done in your twenties. Yes, I was like twenty-seven. I think it was. Yeah, twenty-seven. So you got Mister Domino done in your twenties in prison. No, the first one I got it done was uh, I did it myself at home. You did it at home. Yeah. You didn't tell me this part. I know, but I did do it the first one at home. Oh, so you definitely were like super man whore. I mean, just admit it. It screams man whore. What do you mean, You wanted to get something done that, like, you know, no, pleasures, I'll... intercourse, you know, which could go either way. Okay, if... does, I mean, obviously it did damn good. It made you feel good, didn't it? I just don't like the history of it. I know. You know, you obviously. You're asking me, and I'm telling you the honest truth. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you no, no, that. No, I'm telling you, not telling you I know, I understand. Truth. I'm just telling yeah, you my perspective is just coming in from uh, over a decade later of you with your mangina whore 
dick and, you know, just being a statistic. But, I mean, I have no room to talk, but I bet your numbers are higher than mine. But <laughs> No, we're not, no competition here. But the, um, <laughs> I mean, I can't say too much about it. I didn't do anything to my vagina in a man, woman vagina way. But I did have the tongue pierced, you know, a couple times, you know, and it wasn't, you know, for, I don't know, just for shits and giggles. It obviously was for a fact of, you know, trying to impress guys, you know, with that. And I am, you know, so, I mean, I understand. I understand, you know, like a little bit of this world, but it let's not keep hovering over this. Okay. The part, let's go on the next, the next part of this. So, um. I mean, at least we're honest, right, about everything. I'm trying to be. I'm, I've been honest with you. I told you that I was gonna pay for So I mean, and I have my own, you know, judgments of research and stuff on this, and you know, I know what I, I knew what I was signing myself up as I went in, kind of. <laughs> There's a lot more that came with it. So not with that, but so on top of it, um, the next topic of discussion with him was the procedure. Okay, and. But this is the first time I'm finding out that you did it at home too. I mean that yeah, was that, that was time. like super slut, super slut. And then you like so you were experienced going into prison and doing it. No, no, no. At first, uh, when my first my friend Nibo showed me, uh, told me, showed me. Okay. I, I wanted to get one because me and him we like we were always. I don't know. We were always getting tattoos at the same time. We were always doing everything together. Uh, me, I know Leroy Gonzalez from Homestead, Florida. Tattoo. Okay, we don't need kid. to know his whole address. I mean, but like, okay, okay, enough about him. So like, okay, beyond that, it's just, so you tried it yourself at home and then what happened? Wait. So my girl came home from work when that, that same day. She didn't know. You mean about. your ex-girl? Yeah, yeah, my ex. Well, she had came home from work and um, she wanted to do it and I was just like trying to hide around the bush. Like, nah, like, I gotta go do this, I gotta go do that. So finally, my shit got hard in the beach. Like, literally just popped out of it because... Because you're a horny bastard and, you know, yes, your dick it. always gets hard no matter what. So why do I gotta be a bastard? Sir? I mean, just point yeah. out the obvious. You're painting a picture for me. Well, I'm just... I'm I do have a personal input on this. <laughs> so, okay, it got hard. That, I get it. Right, and the beat came out because your skin gets hard and what it, what it does is it will push the beat back out. So what kind of beat are you talking about? What did you put in there? Like... Um, you could uh, well. What I used was a uh, it was like a, a like a ruby out of a ruby out of a ring that I that I've I gotten. I cleaned it all up. What do you mean cleaned it up? What did you do? Like sterilized it, bleached it, so, uh, like cleaned it as much. Uh, I mean boiled it and you know, cleaned it up as much as I could clean it up. What I thought was be clean, so, so I did that. Did you use like rubbing alcohol? Okay, okay, let's fast forward a little bit here. We're getting a little bit behind. So, okay, so you were about to, you know, it got hard later on when you're at the home front, yeah. and then and then what happened? It, it popped out? Yeah, because I had did it, like, three hours before she got home from work. So I'm in the house hurting, and I'm thinking, like, yeah, what the fuck? You just Cut sliced your own dick yeah, open I, and I put a, yeah. an object inside of it and then stitched it? No, you don't stitch it. It's what you do is you... When you grab your foreskin, you put it back, you put a pencil under it, you put a pencil under it, and then you get the blade and you just go on top of it and you slice it down, and it'll make two cuts, one in the bottom and one on top. I'm going to throw up. And then you you pop the bead in there, and it, the, the two holes are one, or shit, 
Mm-hmm. It's where the, any fluids or whatnot, the blood inside it will drain out towards the bottom hole. Okay, okay, wait, wait, okay. The the, you're like. <laughs> it's, it's like you get foreskin, right? Like this. Okay, wait, let's. Uh, okay, that's the first experience. Okay, after it came out, what happened for. It hurt, and then I didn't want to put that bitch back in there, so I left it alone and let it heal up. Did you have blood gushing out everywhere? Yeah, it bleeds. Yeah, of course it bleeds. You're cutting your foreskin. You're slicing your foreskin, actually, with the razor blade. So then I left it Razor alone. blade. Yes, so I left it alone. Then about two months later, I got caught up um, for driving no license. I went to jail. And I went to jail. That's when I meet this Puerto Rican guy. And he's the one who tells me he's doing them in there now. But they didn't have the razor blade at the time. They, were, they were doing them Like, weren't you scarred already of the yeah. process of, like, your first experience trying to be man times two? Yes. So he was doing it in there with toothbrushes. He'll get the tiny toothbrushes outside. Shave that thing down, make it into like a sharp, sharp point, and then he'll grab that and do it. Hope to do it. That's how he did it. Okay, wait, you're going way too fast for my. It was, it was, it was a, a toothbrush, right? Okay, so it. you're in prison, and what no, was this your. This is jail, this is jail. You're in jail and did this? Yeah. You did it in jail, not prison? Yes, yes in jail. I thought you told me you did it in prison. No, I did tell him in prison. I mean, they did it for me in jail. Okay, so they did it. I thought you did it. Oh, babe, I did the first one in my house. Okay, okay, all right, all right. The second time I got it done. Okay, so some of the prison inmates will implant pieces of dominoes under their penis skin to increase pleasure while masturbating or prove more girth for their partners. So, I mean, okay, so I just don't... No lie, no lie, no lie. No lie? I'm not, I mean, I don't, I don't... I don't want to like say yes or no on this. I mean, you know my answer, but like I don't feel I don't feel classy enough to be accepting what you did because I just feel like, oh my god, you did something that is like I don't even know. Like I've done a lot of fucking shit to to my body like over the years. I cut the bullet out of my leg once too. Okay, I mean, I guess you we come from bipolar opposite backgrounds and cultures by i mean by far don't we i mean like we seriously do like your your mexican cultures are way different than my polish and german and and, you know want to be cuban culture huh yeah Yeah. so uh, there's a lot of things that you do that shock me daily i mean i don't think there's anything i do that shocks you as much as all right anyway so okay you are in the jail and you decide you want to go back to man whore, dominoed, penis, you know, pearl thing. And so how do you do this while the COs are, are, I mean, like, obviously this is contraband. This is, how do you keep a razor in there if you're in once, jail? Listen, once again, um, they, they, at the time they were giving out the razor, but they give you a little toothbrush. Like a one blader? No, listen to me. They don't give you, they only give you the shavers in the morning when you go to court now. But at that time, they were so he, he was using a toothbrush to give you the county toothbrush and the back part that you hold him to brush your teeth, he would sharpen that piece into like a real sharp point and then he'll grab that, grab your skin and then he'll poke poke that, that toothbrush through your skin and then talk, um, pull it back yeah, out but and then, poke the, then he'll put the beads inside you. How do you keep a razor? I mean, I've been in jail where we were given razors and they were counted and they were, you know, documented. And then we had a, literally like 30 minutes okay, to use so, them and then return them. So this is what what I used to do. Whenever um, we had razors and you wanted to steal the, 
a blade off your off your razor. You'll see some people that are going inside the restroom and they shave, and they would only shave like the top part, or they didn't have that much to shave, it, just a little bit. And then, you know what I'm saying? You got a little bit more hair than they do, so you would come over here real quick. I don't have any hair like that. You talking about me? No, no. I'm oh, really? Me. Listen, so <laughs> I would fucking come over here, take the knife, take the blade off of it, put it back together, and then I'd be like, "Hey, man, listen, come here, come here, come here." I was like, man, you didn't even use that razor all the way here. Look, I take mine and give me yours, and you turn mine in, and I'm going to turn yours in. Because at the time now, he, he's not thinking about you took the blade out of the, out of the thing. He just seen you shaving. But you got to do it real quick with the, with the, the tag that they give you. Where you at. So, uh, I it's mean. It's like real quick, you take it out, you, you take the blade out. So now, therefore, you gave him the shaver that doesn't have the blade on it, and now he gives you his shaver that have the blade on it. So then when you go return yours, you return his, you return, he's going to return your shaver with no blade. And then the officers, that they do like random check for the blades on the on the thing. They're supposed to check every single one of those razors, but they just check, you know what I'm saying? Especially the chicos, like they're checking them motherfuckers. But if there's a white boy little, they didn't motherfuckers just grab it and just throw it away. They don't even think that he's going to do something like that. But that's why we used to catch him in the restroom and be like, here, here. Turn this one in and give me that one because I want to see shape. Okay. So according to, you know, some other things that I read about this this process, which we're not done yet, I have, um, you know, I've heard that it makes a girl come a lot, which is, you know, and harder because of the extra stimulation from, you know, the domino. But I can't imagine that the prisoners who did this are really able to meet many girls. I mean, it sounds like these girls that are that are banging these prisoners might be from another country, or maybe they go to a different area. They understand a little bit more of it, seeing this, you know, in and out of their lives. I mean, there's a lot of convicts who are in and out of prison. They have two year sentences, you know, up, you know, or six months, you know, sentences, and then they're out on parole, then back on a 90 day turnaround for failing a UA or violating protection orders or such and such. So they go in and out. But honestly, there's a lot of female COs that are hooking up with the inmates, too. Um, so is has that been an, an, a thing as well? Once you get the parole, or is there a lot of intera- sexual interaction between COs and, and you know? Yeah. Hey, what do you mean? Crazy, like, like literally, literally just crazy. But like, they, they, you pay them bitches what they want, they'll, they'll do it. Well, there was also an article I read that there was a girl that had sex with an ex-con who had a couple of these pearls in his dick, and three years later, she doesn't remember the sensation being much different, and she said she didn't have any orgasms a lot harder either. So the sensation would have stood out of her mind as mind blowing, you know. I think I guess it's like it's in well, the in the wrong they, place. Is yeah. it in the wrong place, or why didn't she feel stimulation? I, for one, I'm not him, and I don't know her, but I know I'm doing a great job. That's all that matters to me. And who is that pointed to? I don't know. Can you ask me, Debbie too? <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> So there was this other chick that um No 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 we're not talking about that. Listen, we're talking I'm just about Ms. Debbie Diaz. I will get to me, but there's still more about this no. topic. Okay, there was even a this chick, this twenty nine year old in um inmate from a Midwestern prison, he took a domino, 
carved in the shape of a dog bone, tucked it under the skin of his penis to enhance stimulation. It was actually fine for five years until it started eroding through the skin. So he was brought to an urology team who had to remove it in a procedure. So I'm just really amazed um, that the surrounding tissue actually looks healthy and not all chronically infected or discolored. Because what are you using to disinfect this this surgical procedure on your penis while you're incarcerated? Well, they, like the people, like you get the, the trustees in there, right? So they get their hands on bleach and just tell it, or, the, or they can get their hands on the hand sanitizers, um, little thing that you put on your hands that the officers use to clean their hands and stuff. Kind of like the same thing with sterilizing the tattoo situation, tattoo prison or prison tattoos. Mm-hmm. Just like that, they'll go there, grab some of that stuff to clean the, the stuff to clean your hands, or if not, they would put it in a coffee pot. Like sometimes they would, like the trustees at night, they would stay up all night cleaning stuff. They would get the coffee pots. They'll put the images in the coffee pot, and then they'll fucking in a sock or a shirt wrapped around, and they put them all inside there, and then they put the coffee pot on and let it boil, and then they'll take that shirt out with like. 20, 30 little beads of different shapes, different sizes, and then they start selling them. But, I mean, like, wouldn't this also be an enticement to say that you're gay? And, and How is that? Because, I mean, it's, to be gay the anal human. area is, you know, mainly a, a, an area for the, for the gay society. And wouldn't a pearl be something that is, you know, hey, you got an extra little feature on there. Maybe you're gay. I mean, How is that? Because, I mean, you're enhancing, that's like the Prince Edward thing, you know, you're enhancing your dick to, you know, attract others for more sex. Maybe does that attract the gay gay society as like an extra little I fun mean, toy? I, I, yeah. First of all, I'm not fucking gay, so I don't even know where the fuck this shit comes from. I'm just wondering because like if I was, I in, no if I was in prison or jail and I saw, the, you know, and, the, and I was a dude and I saw this happening, I would think that that was being an, an enhancement while you're in there just because you wanted to drop the no, soap. No, 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 no. This topic gets me lightheaded. Like, it's like thing. blood and everything. That's and like, okay, I got a few more questions and then, you know, we got, we got to round this topic up. So you were, you were in there, did you, did it get infected? Did you have to stay a hard, you know, position or does it, can you be soft when this is happening? When they put, when they're putting it in, yeah, whenever they're putting it in, your, your shit's going to get soft. As soon as you see that guy with the fucking blade in his hand, and it's just, I don't know, some naked shit that happens, you know you're going to get, your body's going to get wounded, so automatically it'll just... So it shrivels. Yeah. So is that how the it goes in when you're in shrivel mode? Or yeah, you when, have... it shrivels, when it shrivels up, yeah, because now your foreskin's all loose, and it's, you can, when you grab your foreskin and they cut it, then it's... It's more like more easier for them to put the beat in God, there. This then. seems like such... when it when your dick is hard, it it fucking stretches your your skin, your foreskin out. So there's really nothing there to go under it because if whatever you put under it, Ugh. it's gonna come pop right back out of the hole. That you this put is it. like me piercing my own nipples or something. I just would just die. I mean, <laughs> I don't. Know. don't know so after he after your um doctor prison doctor friend or jail you know inmate buddy performed surgery on your dick. What happens for the recovery? How do you pee? What do you do? Like well, a- when you when that's why yeah, when they poke it through, there's be there'll be two holes, one hole on top and one hole on the bottom. Poke your head, so that way any other dry blooded, I mean any other blood that's in there, will drain out to, towards the bottom part. 
Oh my gosh. I don't even want to know what materials were used for all this. My brain is feeling fuzzy because it cannot fathom this. I don't even want to see it on YouTube. Like, oh my. I think it hurts more with the fucking um, toothbrush than what it did with the razor blade. I know what those toothbrushes look like. So then check it out. When I went to prison, this guy's like, hey man, who who did that pro? And then I was like, What'd you do? Go around and whip out your dick and show no, everyone? Man, listen to me. When you go to a fucking prison, you gotta take a shower with like eight or twelve. Like I know, so eight. everybody's staring at your junk in the trunk, seeing oh, who. Well, you have, babe, there's nothing you could do. You're gonna have to fucking turn around. What'd you and do? Look. Turn around and do a little no. twerk and like be like, hey, Shut look at this. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I'd be like, no, did it show I'm through your be, uniform? I'm trying to be real here with you. I'm trying to be real too. I'm curious. My brain thinks differently. So okay, I understand this. So he, so you started a another clique of people wanting to get it done. Yes, one guy asked me, and I said, "I got it done. In, I got it done in the county jail." And then he was like, "Man, show me how to do it." I was like, "I want to try to do it myself." And I was like, "Man, listen, I, I can probably help you." I tell you, like, you get everything that we need, man. And I, I said, "I already knew that if I did his, and then like other people are gonna 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 want to do it." So, so in that meantime, one though, day I got I was charging them motherfuckers fifty five dollars. And they had to buy the pencil. They had to get a razor. How'd you charge them $55 on commissary? Yeah, commissary, $55. And I had 12 motherfuckers to do it. You now are the doctor? Listen, we're outside um, We're outside on rec. And I was at the work camp. And the work camp is less people. It was more smaller. So we got a little bit of more, a little bit more freedom. The officers are a little bit more farther away than when you're at the main union or at the regular camp. But we got officers there. Okay. So, so <laughs> I got okay. One day, so these guys were like, "Yeah, yeah, one, one, two. I want to." I say, "Look, well, I'm gonna do it on Tuesday." I like, y'all have. I gave them a list. Y'all, you you get a, you gotta make a list of the stuff that you want, a fifty five dollar list, and I made twelve of them. Gave it to each one of them, and I said, "Okay, I, I, when we go to second yard, y'all go out there, and I'm gonna tell you where to sit at." So I had all the motherfuckers sit up, sit up, sit in like in rows, right? So. Here I go. Every, every single one of them. It took like two seconds because all I had to do, I had a rubber glove on. I got. I told them to mark it where exactly like where they wanted at. They put two lines on it. So put the bead in on top of it, and then they they mark it. Put two lines on it, one on top, one on the bottom. So all I did was was just go to one seat, grab the shit, pinch it, and I put the pencil under it and get the blade and just hit it. Bam! It'll cut it, and then they just start bleeding. I grab the bead, pop it in there, and on to the next one. I did twelve was the most I did in one day, and like every, oh my gosh, you did twelve. And it, like every fucking Tuesday was a thing that hey, if you got it, you if you want it, look, it's real easy. Because the list that I had was real simple shit with cigarettes and fucking um, coffee. And so you them, found yourself like the sur- the doctor surgeon in there. So let me ask you this. So after you had yours, um, you know, recovered, so to say, you you went from jail, you got sentenced over to prison, right? No, no, I got to, I got out with Benita before I went to prison. Okay, so the healing, when did you, like, start using it? When did you jerk off? Or, like, did you, like, jerk off first? Or, like, when, no, yeah, like, yeah, the first I, erection, I was, scared, was, I was scared, it? I was scared at first because I had to let it, you have to let it heal up all the way. Like, it has to heal fully because you got to think about it. It's like when you... Get a hard on that beat under there under your skin. It wants to go back out of the place it came at. It'll try to find its place back out. And you didn't so, get another infection while you were in there. 
No, I let I I did a mess with my shit. And people, I mean, could could this be? It, if you play with it, it, it'll get more infected, more even faster. So, yeah. is this an infection that could actually like make yeah, your dick yeah. fall off? Yes, because there were some inmates in there that were not taking care of it, or they did get an infection. Because I told them, look, if it they get some neosporin from the nurse, they'll give you some neosporin. And then I was like, hey, dude, if you see that motherfucker in three days, if you don't see that bitch, the redness going away, man, you better put in a sick call because it takes another week for you for them motherfuckers to come get you. Did you lose a lot of blood, you know, from this as well? Not really, because if if you don't do it right, you will. So did you, was the first time you used it, where you, did you jerk off? Yeah, because I was still in jail. I was doing like seven months. So, I don't know, my brain is like fuzzy again. So, okay, how, let's just go jump out of prisons and all that with this. You still have it in. And um, how does it stay in the same place? Because your skin grows around, your foreskin grows all the way around it. And it just makes like a little pocket. It just, it, that's it. Once the skin grows all the way around it, down to the bottom of it, it's not going to move nowhere. It's not going to go nowhere. Because it heals and it just stays in the spot. Okay. So what is the longevity of, you know, health, health reasons or anything with this still being in, in the penis? I mean, it's like a foreign object. The body has to either accept it or reject it. Mm-hmm. So, have you had any complications since? How long has it been since you've had it in? I did it when I was 27, and I'm 42 now. You're 43. 43. You're 43. You're 43. I turned 44 this year. We're both born 1980. What, like, like 12 months matters. So, okay. Is there any plans of you removing it? Uh, I don't think they'll like that. Um, <laughs> have you ever thought about like that? Have you ever thought about removing it? Like I said, you wouldn't like that. Okay, so Debbie, do you like it? Is the question. I don't know if I notice. If I don't know. No, 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 no. What, the fuck, <laughs> what the fuck you mean? You don't know. I don't know if it's if that okay. I don't know if our relations are that strongly intimate, you know, with each other, passionate because of we're just naturally like passionately into each other. Our chemistry is good, or if it's because of an extra enhancement of your eggplant. Like I don't know. Like I mean, like I don't. I don't know if I notice it because I'm already so in you know passionately, you know, like into our, our, our sexual relationship that, like, I go into another world of, like, ecstasy, you know, like, in my head of, of when we really oh, have the, when we really have the time to be, you know, that intimate, you know, and it's passionate and everything like that, and it, it's strong, it's still going strong, and it's, like, I don't know if that adds on to my already, like, you know, you know, like hormones to you, you like, I don't know, I, like, I don't want to give it credit. I don't want to give you credit. I feel like I'm going down to like uh going down some like statistically bad like like dirty canal that I shouldn't be admitting to. What do you mean? I mean, I'm just like I don't want to contribute to you being okay that you used it for mangina whore ways. Like I don't want to like. What you're saying, I'm agreeing to what you're saying because I don't like to think of uh, I when I look at you, I want you to I like to think of purity and have like. Why don't you? Why do you keep thinking these negative things? I'm not thinking of negative things. I'm just thinking of disgusting things. 
you know, like, I guess maybe it's possessive in a way. Like, I don't want, you know, my my eggplant to be, you know, whored out like that and, you know, have been. I mean, I got to say, you know, everybody's got hoes in different area codes and I'm not innocent here with that either. But, um, I mean, I don't know. You're right. I just need to. I know the past is your past, but I'm sitting here bringing shit up from your past. It's just, I mean, what if I still had my tongue pierced and stuff like that? Would you think that I like to suck dick a lot or something? And like, which I didn't, and I don't. You had it for a reason. Yeah, I had it for a reason to be that. You know, I guess I wanted that like dick sucking look when I didn't even suck dick. I mean, I have never been a dick sucker, so I'm putting some Lego out here, unless they're worthy, (laughs) you know. There, I'm OCG germ freak. I got a lot of, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, oh, yeah. there's a lot of etiquette, uh, hygiene in here for me to, to go. These lips don't lie, okay? Strike one. <laughs> Wait. Um, I'm pretty sure we're, we check boxes in that, you know, our, our behind the scenes, you know, world. But this was a topic that, uh, how many, so you're telling me how many individuals get it done nowadays you said it's banned how was it even approved in the beginning listen to me when i heard about it and i got introduced to it and my homeboy Leroy, he's the one that did it um he got it done first and then he we drove like three and a half hours from here towards miami to homestead to the same shop where he had got it done and then the guy told us that it was they were they were no longer doing it there and that it was banned it was banned from the state of Florida because a lot of people... Hasn't it always been banned, though? It was never... I'm, obviously, it was never always been banned because there were people getting it done at the tattoo parlor. Oh, at the, okay. I see what so, you're saying. So, well, we went back to the same... So well, we that were, doesn't matter to you guys. You're doing it in, in prison. I mean, like, right? Well, this, at the time, they were doing it because my friend got it done at a shop. And we went back to the same shop and they didn't have it. They, they, they weren't doing it no more. The guy was... Look, either it was did it to him was there, but they I guess got a paper or some shit from the state that they weren't allowed to do that. They weren't allowed to do that no more because a lot of people were going into the hospital for that shit. Well, they can cut a nerve. They can literally cut one of your nerves out. Your shit's got a shitload of nerves in it, and they hit one of those. If they don't do it right, they don't pitch that thing right. And there's foreskin, and I mean you gotta think about it. They hit one of your nerves in there, or they hit your vein. Two things can happen: your body will never get up, or your body will never go down. I don't think I'll ever look at a domino the same again. <laughs> I mean, is that what you have in there? Is it actual domino? Oh my be Jesus! Okay. I mean, okay. Sometimes they learn new things about people. <laughs> well, um, I just my brain is. This topic can go on um, further and further, but I'm going to cap this off because, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody listening is like, holy fuck, this is a lot of shit going on in this. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, it's definitely a different type of penis you to like have. It. You like okay. It. You, like it. you know, it does help. You know, you, you are like naturally, you know, you like it? given. Okay, we got to cut this off. So, anyway, everybody, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Santana, for being on the show. Tamo. This is Debbie Diaz reporting live. Do you have legal issues and not sure who to ask for help? Or someone you know is in jail facing charges they may not be guilty of? 
At the law offices of Gary DePuri, they offer a wide range of services related to family law, criminal justice, personal injury lawsuits, real estate litigation, and much more. With legal services available in Hillsborough and surrounding counties, the law offices of Gary DePuri, PA, are dedicated to achieving the best possible outcomes for each client. Call today for your free initial consultation at 813-607-6911. Once again, that's 813-607-6911. Also, ask about their flat free pricing available.